So this morning, I sw- I've been doing a lot more water than probably, well, definitely more than you. More water? <laughs> yes, because you put it straight in your mouth. Oh, you mean to drink. You yeah. do like 12 ounces, you said. Yeah, I did like 12 one day and 13 another. I've been rolling like 16 to, tw- 16 to 18, just because I, I like a lot of water before my workout. Yeah. And uh, it tastes fucking fire, dude. Sipped it the whole right Yeah, I like here. it with more water. One thing I've noticed is uh, the days that uh, I really like do have a good job of, like, I'll wake up, I'll probably drink, like, 16 ounces of water, take Doobie out, whatever, mm-hmm. have a little bit after brushing teeth. And then once I get here, I usually have pre-workouts, like, another 12 ounces. And then I'll sip, like, an inch or whatever. But from, like, morning to, like, during workout, post-workout, it's only, like, three, three and a half hours of my day. If I drink like water in the morning to kind of start my day, I end up peeing like eight times. It reduces like bloat. Yeah, normalize bloat. bloat. Hashtag normalize bloat. I don't but, know about uh, y'all. Oh, sorry. To cut oh you no, off. you're fine. Chip it in. Dude. I was just. Yeah. I was just. Spill the tea. I just feel like for, you know I end up overhydrating with so many things because I'll have like my pre-workout is like twelve ounces, intro whether it's overcome or whatever it's like another sixteen ounces, and then post-workout shake I'm like almost half gallon in. Do y'all ever though? I feel like a lot of times. If I would like wake up and drink water and then try to take vitamins or something along with it, I get like nauseous. Almost. Oh yeah, you, you got to be taking that shit with food, dude. Yeah, it's even gotten to the that point is my before. food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sometimes I get like super super hungry in the morning if I don't have anything to eat and just drink. Yeah. Um, and it's to the point where like even I would like pull over basically on the side of the road sometimes and just be like. Because <laughs> I like have nothing in my stomach. I don't know what's going on. I've had that so happen. I don't know a how few these times. monks can like go for long fasts, forty like days of no food or whatever. Yeah, yeah I've, I get those feelings sometimes. Like I'll wake up like with the gut wrenching hunger. Yeah, it's if I eat a big dinner beforehand. Yeah, the night before. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, let's crack open these drinks. Yeah, what's up? Did, this is the All or Nothing Show, by the way. It's your boys, oh, Austin, crap. That's Griffin, yeah. Brock. I'm on the wrong show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, switch channels. This might not be for you, but yeah, let's crack into them. This is Mountain Dew Rise Energy. I picked these up rise. for the boys. Raise, rain, rise. Um, yeah, reason I picked it up, it was at Walmart. White grape juice concentrate. And it's something new. I don't know. Yeah. It is. Ester of Rosen, gum Arabic. Interesting ingredients. I wonder what y'all thing. say. I must have, uh, what's that shit? Ace K. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Not it's colored. Yeah, I'm not already like I'm not liking that already. But anyways, uh, oh wait, I've never actually had Mountain Dew before. Like even the drink? No. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I definitely had, that I don't is, that is kind of weird. Everybody comment below. That is weird. Yeah, that's shame. <laughs> shame yeah. this fool. But five carbs, so it's not completely zero sugar. Twenty five calories. Let's go. Hmm. We've been going. It's this. Um, it's a fruit juice, basically. What it tastes like. It tastes like like a fruit punch juice. Fruit punch for it sure. It tastes like um if you know those what are those called mix a lot the drink machines where it's got all those different yeah. flavors. Yeah. Strawberry Sprite. I don't know if it has I haven't had the strawberry sprite but I feel like it doesn't you know, have you enough said carbonation sprite. sprite. Really? The back end. Yeah. The back end's back got end. sprite. <laughs> that, that, old, <laughs> that old back end. Yeah. I, I get it now on the back. I mean don't just don't just agree. No, I do. What's up with the immune support? Oh, vitamin A and C. Get that zinc? Shit, COVID-free, baby. Yeah, no Let's vaccine go. needed. This, this is the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> this is the vaccine. Let's go. Take that, Fauci. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I mean, 
It wasn't any cheaper, cheaper, cheaper than other drinks. I so think you went cheap on us. It was a dollar ninety eight a can. <laughs> Dang. Damn. Which, by the yeah. way, I'll accept that Venmo, yeah. uh, especially from this one. One eighty caffeine. Then, yeah, one eighty yeah. caffeine. is going to be asleep by the I end. I probably will. Yeah, this is baseline. If that. it's actually like my tea, my herbal tea for the day. Yeah, what but we uh, give this is decaf. <laughs> I might give it a six three. Mm, five two. Five eight. Yeah. And I will say, I'm taking off a little for the color Me and too. the sugar. Uh, that's oh, color. That's exactly it. That pink because the flavor isn't bad to me. I actually like yeah. the flavor. It's, it's is it knockout? Mild. No, but uh, the coloring, calories, yeah, Gross. sugar, whatever. I feel like they could have made it the same without all that shit. It's because they wanted to add it in all these like other, all this other stuff. Yeah, five percent juice. But I feel like sometimes like uh, supplements and like drinks they throw in these like, you know, immune this or mental that. But it's it'll be like a one ingredient or it'll be like a few ingredients, but they're way underdosed. That it's like, why even put it in there? Well, exactly, so you know especially. Just, just it's like put it on the can. Yeah. It's like bang, you know, with like super creatine. It like might be like yeah. a gram or two, which isn't like, you know, your daily dose. But yeah, it's just to kind of put it on the can, and you know, most yeah. people don't understand proper dosage. For sure, especially with a can. Yeah, you know, it'd be different if it was like a supplement, but like you can't fit that shit into a can, and then make it cheap too. Well, it's know? funny too. I feel like sometimes as a consumer, like what I justify to myself, because especially like when I worked at. Uh, Willow Lawn in the mornings, I'd be like, let me go get Chick-fil-A. And then like, well, let me make sure I get my micros in with my bang. I got to get my creatine and oh, like this and the that. Aminos. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like people would be like, daily support, mental boost. <laughs> Guzzle yeah. it down. Mm. It's got juice. So what's yeah. up? What's uh, what's what's new with y'all? Yeah. How was the weekend? Weekend was pretty good. Weekend was good. Doors um, were open. Here. Doors were open. Um, got very rainy. humid. Um, and yeah. rainy, yeah. Uh, but overall, it was a good weekend. We got party in the gym coming up this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're local, you'll be around. Come show up at uh, Iron Bill Gym April third this Saturday from twelve to four p.m. Yep, should be a good time. Should be outside. The weather looks nice. Luckily, yeah. thank God. So doors should be open. Should be a really good time. Yeah, come cherry on. freeze drop. That's yep. new. Oh yeah, Friday. they did. Yeah, this Came past Friday, Friday, drop Friday. If you don't know what we're talking about, cherry freeze is our third and latest flavor drop to Gym Flow. Very unique flavor that I feel like we definitely outdid ourselves with this one. Uh, the flavor's awesome. I've been loving it more and more each day. And then uh, not only that, but the label, all the new updates with that and stuff. Um, it's just all around a great package. Yeah. But, yeah, that just went live on the site this past Friday. So go ahead and get you some. Go on, get you some. Link in the bio. <laughs> but uh, yeah, What? Use code. Oh, use code. Freezy Steve. Freezy to get Steve. Buy one, get one. Free. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. fuck! Yeah, go ahead and try that one, guys. Yeah, uh, you can try it. Uh, Griffin. Well, thanks anyway. Yeah, Griffin. He's sending that. Hopefully, up. you complete your cart <laughs> <laughs> up yeah. the chain. But I think to kick off this uh, episode, if we still have people listening after all this nonsense, is uh, getting into some questions because I think we each got uh, a good bit of questions we threw up on our story. We all throw up the. Uh, Question box the day before on Sunday, so make sure you uh, check out our pages on Instagram and uh, drop us something. Um, but uh, I'll kick it off here. I like this one from us, our boy Steven. He said, fight to the death in the gym. What are you using slash grabbing to win? I've thought about this before. Um, oh, man. This because I, <laughs> I did have a conflict a little bit ago at Laburnum, actually. 
um, this guy just came up to me. I was lifting with Tyler oh, yeah, Church. You told me that. I think yeah. I told you guys about. Yeah, this. you did. And uh, we were going to leave. And I was like, that was a solid like shoulder day, man. And went to give him a fist bump. And this guy came up to me and he was like, what the fuck did you say to me? Like, you punk bitch and like all this other stuff. And at the time I was walking towards the door and just like, you know, casually like giving a fist bump. And it's like he was completely behind me. There's no mirror to even like look through as if yeah. like it wasn't like he was thinking I was looking through and making fun of him. And maybe he was just like. I don't know. I don't want to say like roided up, but just like had some sort of hormonal, like, I don't know. I think he's probably mentally challenged out that way. A little PCP or something. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, wait, what? Like, I didn't understand what was going on. He was like, he's like, I don't play with that, like, muscle shit, boy. Like, I'll kick your ass or like other things like that. And I was like, I wasn't even talking to, like, about you, to you. Like, I wasn't even saying anything that could have been misconstrued any type of way. And so I, like, just started to walk away. And he was like, yeah, like, walk, or this and that. But yeah. he was, like, 5'8". So it's like I got a few inches on him. And so I was thinking, like, within arm's reach, I got a 25-pound plate. Grab that, slam it on his toe <laughs> while he's keeled over. Needed the groin. Damn. So I feel like just a simple plate would do a lot of damage and be pretty easy to maneuver. I think the best route would be a cable attachment because a barbell or plate's going to be too heavy to maneuver quickly. You take out the rope. I was thinking rope or lap pull-down bar. Oh, lap yeah. pull-down bar you would be light enough you can move it. Yeah, but it has the reach of like, not like a spear, but, you know, a shaft that you could uh, just hit people with quickly. And it's it's metal too, so, I mean, that would that would definitely hurt like a bat would. Here's the thing about that I already thought about once you said it. You get one swing with that. You miss, they're coming in. Yeah. You swing that thing, you but miss. But that's with anything. They're coming in. Well, yeah, but that's a lot. Like they, How I, you miss I, with that I thing? feel like I'd see that coming. Like the wind It does up, have well, some like, weight to it. You got to be quick, though. It's not like a – I wouldn't go like baseball. Like a baseball, swing. okay. I'd have a grip, like a hockey grip almost. And oh, I'd, check him. Yeah, I'd be checking people. Gotcha. Pop, yeah. I could hit you in the neck with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, dang. Well, if we're talking about this gym, I already have something in mind that's probably nobody knows about. What? I got the Michael Myers knife in here, and that's what I'm using. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't know if that counts. Dang. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Loophole. <laughs> yeah. I'm slicing away. Nice. Gutting you. I feel but. like, though, with that prime <laughs> thing, you could probably get some, like, nunchuck I thought about that, yeah. On. I don't know They're what I'd use. heavy, though. I'd probably throw something first, and then after that, I don't know if... I don't think anything else in here... Ah, now that I'm thinking about it, it's light enough and somewhat rigid enough to be a nice weapon is the uh, bar jack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ice cream Chalk in the thing. eye. Yeah. <laughs> Check him. That'd I could swing good. that thing for I'd maybe like pocket the two and a halves, too, and I could. That's what I'm saying. Something to throw oh, yeah. and then also come in and attack right after. Maybe even, too, the um, sandbag. I feel like that would be kind of cool. Neck breaker. No matter what you use, though, <laughs> it's going to be like a bludgeoned kind of death. Oh, yeah. 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 It's got to be forced. It's going to be That's brutal. Yeah. Right. Or even the carabiner. Nipple cut. Yeah. <laughs> you like that. <laughs> Get a hook. <laughs> yeah. Hook the yeah. jowl. Got him. All right. That was pretty um, good. This would be a good one, I feel like, for uh, you and I, Allison, because I was thinking about this when he, we uh, – Trey put this in was uh not really fitness related, but what's the hardest part of running a business? And the way I was thinking about it, um, cause like, I mean, I could be like specific to like the gym or, or different things, but one thing that kind of stuck out to me 
um, and I feel like you can relate in a way to this, is like having the patience and understanding that uh, it's going to just be like you and like kind of boring progress for a really long time before you get to do the fun stuff or you get to do like cool things with your business or have employees or do bigger events or cooler products is like knowing it's going to take um, months or years of you kind of just doing this kind of like, you know, it took us a while to get to the members we have now at the gym. So it's taken Maddie and I a long time of just from sun up to sun down, just us working here to make this place work before we can start to hire someone and be profitable and, and this and that. So it's kind of like just knowing you're going to have to head down, not go out on dates, not go out and do these things as much as you want to um, for the long-term good of the business. But it's hard to see that and hard to see, like, you know, the the long-term uh, benefit of the business when you're just kind of starting. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That's probably one thing that does pop to my head is the grit. Something like this, I heard it off of an Andy Frisella podcast. It was actually his brother Sal said it. And, you know, it's something about baking a cake. You can't skip any ingredients. And if you do, the cake's going to turn out like shit or not like it should. You can't speed yeah. up the process. You can't cook it hotter and faster. Yeah. You know, a, a, yeah, the process is the process. You got to let the cake bake and you put in all the ingredients that's needed and, you know, let it let it bake. You know, it yeah. takes it takes time. But anyways, um I'd say I I definitely agree with you on that. Um There's not like thinking about that, nothing else really pops to my head. I've just been so I've gotten numbed to everything else that like I really don't think about much else that shit that might have used to affect me. Yeah. I think I think also focusing on one thing lately that I've been trying to do better at is focusing on the customers we do have and not focusing on as much as like all right, let's how are we going to get new customers? It's no. How am I supporting 110% the yeah. people I already have? Because they're the ones that already invested, trust in me, support me, and, you know, figuring out ways to get back to them. Another thing I thought about, too, that kind of ties in a little bit with that is, um, shoot, what was the exact wording of the question? What's the hardest part? The hardest part, too, is like, and I'm sure you you feel this way when, like, pricing your pre-workout, is like, you can't assume that... uh, other people or other customers uh, see the value or understand the value. Like yeah. you kind of like make the assumption. Well, I have this great gym or I have this great product or service. Everyone else kind of should be able to see what I offer and how great it is. Um, and you really have to kind of like. There's a lot more work that goes into kind of like value proposition and like showing people why your product or service is better or why it's unique or why it's different. Like standing out in some kind of way because you or your your mom might tell you that your business is the most creative and it's great and everyone's going to support you. But unless you can uh, express that to the consumer, you know, you're just going to be stuck in the mud. Yes. So it's tough in that way trying to um, break that away. I overlook that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you're around the product all the time. We're around all or nothing yeah. all the time. So we're like, gym flow is great, like, the, you know, for X, Y, and Z reasons. But, like, the average person is like, oh, I take, you know, C4. What's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, I think some very small way that we've tried to improve on things like that is, like, the recent update of the label. You know, breaking down ingredients and why they're in there, or at least what they do. You know, shit like that. I'm going to ask one more, and then I want you all to grab some questions. I feel like I'm just right. acting like I'm the... Mine aren't like bangers, so take your time. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I thought this was a pretty interesting one, too, because I feel like there's so many trainers around RVA. What are your thoughts on degrees versus experience when it comes to personal training? Worthless. Yeah, I would agree. And if you'd asked me, like, my first year in training, oh, yeah, you need it. Like, or, like, trying to actually, like, actually probably my first six months. And then after I started meeting clients and stuff like that, not one has ever asked me, hey, who are you certified by? Who? What did you go to school for it? Yeah. Never. No, I would yeah. say like if you just claim yourself as a trainer, people are gonna and they, you know, you got to be able to yeah show the show you know what you're show talking about. But yeah. you know, as long as you claim and you believe in yourself, you know, and care, you'll do fine. Fuck that, man. Yeah, I just think the d- the degrees and certification, and sometimes I'll see someone who already has like you know NASM or something like that, and then they're getting like the, another like specialty thing, and I'm like. I mean, it's cool if, like, you're actually interested in getting, like, that thing. But if you're just adding, like, some more letters to your name on, like, your Instagram bio, it, it doesn't really mean anything. And I think, you know, I, I've – one time I was at VCU and we were, like, interviewing this one girl that had, like, her bachelor's in exercise science. So she was, like, a month from graduating. <clears throat> and we were having her take us through some exercises. And she had zero idea how to actually teach you know, us or whoever was like acting as the client, how to get in proper deadlift form. And when we said, um, well, what happens if, you know, this happens, what's like a regression or progression? No idea. Just like no practical knowledge. Just everything is by the book sometimes. Um, And I just think practical knowledge and experience is way more valuable when it comes to personal training and mostly anything. Um, To kind of even feed off the last question with business, like one tough thing is there's no like playbook. There's no, I mean, there's like an MBA business degree, but it's like for our entrepreneurship, it's kind of just like a free for all, you know, there's no like rule book or, or way that, you know, you follow these steps and your business will be successful, you know, I mean, there's some principles, but yeah, you know, what are your thoughts? I feel, um, in two ways about that, um, both in agreement with y'all, but I feel like, um, kind of like what you're saying, Brock. When I was at VCU, especially for exercise science, and I kind of feel like this in general, but that might be a different topic, but a lot of times it's like I wouldn't want to learn. Well, I I enjoy learning from my professors, but I wouldn't want my professor to be like my trainer or other things like that. Or like the other people in my class, it's like there were maybe one or two that I feel like, all right, we're on the same playing field. But the rest, it's like I can't imagine – like being a new client and then just getting stuck with this person who like just decided to pick this degree and like yeah. now thinks that they're this all knowing person cause they have this kind of degree or title. And in the same vein, I feel like uh, at gyms and stuff, there might be people who have the same certification or better than me or other things like that. And it's like, I see the way they train themselves and the way they train their clients. And there's definitely like a, uh, you know, that doesn't mean as much as you think it means sort of thing. Yes. I always think it's nice to go with someone who you feel like is very experienced. But I think that that's something that you can feel from somebody rather than just reading like a title or something like that, too. And the other thing I would say, though, in that regard, though, I almost wish there was more of a separation of a title uh, of not just personal trainer, basically, because it does frustrate me sometimes like to have your picture on the wall with everybody else. And it's like, you know, this person got like, it's a like cheap, I'm with like, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this person got like a cheap, like weekend mm-hmm. certification. Yeah. And then like, you know, you might have 
a little bit more advanced or degree or other things like that, but y'all both have the same title, Mm -hmm. same pay, like same place that you work at too. So I wouldn't say as much as like you need education to separate yourself sort of thing, but I would just say like your, your presence, your attitude, your, your experience and kind of your ability to communicate and, and demonstrate and kind of prove, you know, this is why we're doing this or other things like that. Or like you said, Brock, progressions or regressions, I think is very important and and should kind of separate you from the rest of the crowd more so than just a BS or like a NASM or this or that should be. Too. I mean, it's insulting how many times, you know, when I was a personal trainer that I'd have other trainers ask me like minutes before their client session, oh, what's a good back exercise or this or that? And they're just scrambling <laughs> to put together stuff. though. Well. <laughs> it's more so just for variety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But some trainers, you know, it's like, you know, they're just it's like it's not even like that they're they're unprepared, which sometimes it is. It's more like you don't have the experience or understanding enough of of exercise and like training alone to put together like a workout for your client. And then also when I worked there, let's say it was like 12 trainers, I think. Only like 3 including myself actually worked out at least like 3 days a week. Oh, yeah. Like Some of the other how, trainers smoked. Yeah, like how bad is that, that a lot of these personal trainers, I mean, you don't have to be like elite, but I just feel like in personal training and a lot of professions too, there's not enough people that lead by example. There's a lot of like Instagram trainers and a lot of people that like, you know, work out, but they're not really like training and they're not really, I mean, you know, they, they talk about what, what someone should do or how you should diet and they don't even diet themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know? The other thing I would say, too, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but sometimes I think that the imagery in a lot of the corporate gyms is kind of like cheesy to me where people click carry around the clipboard and like, you know, everything is just so like like you're at a doctor's office. You take your weight every single time you carry around your clipboard. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's. I don't know. For me, I, I keep a general like understanding of people's strength level or like you know, try to keep track if we were working towards strength of what we did last time. But, you know, you're not going to just have linear progression every time. And I feel like, too, it would be kind of pointless to have people, you know, oh, last week we did 70s for this or something like that, that, you know, they they didn't eat consistently through the week. They didn't sleep consistently. Like, I kind of like to just do a lot of things off of RPE or, you know, having a general idea of what people work through, Mm -hmm. but kind of just taking that weight or the the intensity kind of by the day basically rather yeah. than just oh clipboard says this we're going to do this again sort of thing mm-hmm. i don't know if y'all feel that way too yeah 100 percent. i will say the last place i worked at you were considered a personal trainer but they corporate sent down scripted workouts for you to give out they yeah, did not yeah want i've you, seen i've yeah. seen they did too. not want you training anybody outside so, of their scripted workouts <laughs> and it was for yeah. everybody. Yeah. It didn't matter yeah. if you were brand new or if, if you 80, were if 80, 20, 12, broken in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah it's oh, bad. Messed man. up knees. It was like, like we're squatting. And, that, <laughs> and that's how I uh, ended up leaving. When I interviewed with them, when they moved in, I was like, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this. And especially if it's all in group, like, you yeah. know, there are some people, like I said, like 80, some people young, some people with injuries. And uh, I don't like that's a big thing that I'm passionate about is making routines, making programs. And the guy was basically like, you know, if you do a better job than our corporate person, then 
put in your application for that instead. And it's just like, all right, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. It was it was one of those deals. So, do you, are you done with your question? I'm done with my. I, yeah, the other ones. That's it. You know, oh. no, there were other ones, but I don't think they were that great. What do you got, Griffin? I'd like to hear yours first. Only got two. Well, right. I only got one technically. I'll uh, I'll go through some of the quicker ones first. Let's see. Nothing like hearing Nickelback in the background at the gym. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can read minds versus can see the future. Who wins in a chess match between the two? Oh, fuck. The future, I feel yeah. like the read minds. Because regardless of read whether minds, or not you yeah. can see the future, I can read your mind. Yeah. So even if you can see Doesn't the future and know future. that I'm going to predict something, then I'll be I able think, to well, read your mind. Well, then it would be a stalemate. Like... Both, but, oh, but then because his mind would see the future yeah. of that dude's yeah. play. God damn. Everybody just sits there. Yeah. Just, uh-huh. yeah. I don't think anything <laughs> would ever get yeah. done. That is damn. a good point. That's a tough Case thing. closed. Yeah. yeah. Godzilla yeah. versus King Kong. Who wins? No, nah, I ain't answering that shit. I feel like that's the dumbest movie. They keep making yeah. like these it's Godzilla and King monkey. Kong movies. Like, it's not cool anymore. No one really thought it was cool to begin with. Uh, okay, here's a little bit one <laughs> that I feel like we might have some interesting conversation from. Creepy men at the gym. Now, as a creepy man who happens to reside at the gym, I would say there's a difference between, you know, a casual appreciative glance through the mirror. That's not creepy versus an actual stare or an approach is more so creepy, I would say. Yeah, there's definitely a line between the two. Because uh, I used, an old flame used to say that uh, at Laburnum, this guy would come up to her and uh, be like, you know, I can't focus on my workout because all that ass in my view. <laughs> yeah. And well, I feel like, like, how do you that even respond to that? <laughs> damn. Say, damn, I, yeah. I got more for you. <laughs> damn, son. And there was this one guy at the um, All that Fan Golds that uh, used to ask to train with me, and he would just be a complete like creep of you know trying to just like lift up my sleeve. Oh, you need to train me in a tank top and shorter shorts, and asking me like, oh, what's your shoe size? Like, do you shave your body? And like every time he would finish his set, he'd like wipe his shirt off or face off with his shirt and like wink at me and stuff like that ask me to train him like off-site and i mis- made the mistake when i first met him of giving him my phone number oh to shit. schedule our session and then it's like oh come meet at the jefferson for drinks and this and that so i talked to the manager because pants not required. he would just be in the gym like when i was in there and like brush up or like when i'm training somebody like just make these weird comments and the manager was like you know, we're in the business of selling memberships, not hey, canceling. Hey, customer is always right. So yeah, <laughs> you take so, care of that customer. Yeah. After a while, I <laughs> just had to like thing. put my foot down. But it's it's hard because I feel like you know, as an employee, like you know, I can't like I beat him up or like cuss at him or other things like that. I kind of just have to like be a professional. So I don't know with some of those people like what the right approach is sometimes. But what do y'all think? It kind of goes with like the question of like. Should you or can you hit on girls at the gym? And I think in most cases, it's like, no. Um, I think only instance that's really, like, cool is if, like, you can approach someone and be friends and, like, be friendly and this and that. Um, 
but if like your your goal is just to come up and hit him with a one liner like all oh, that ass, you know, <laughs> I don't think you it's went for the hail mary well. right there. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do I got to lose? Wasn't even close. <laughs> what do yeah. I got to lose? Yeah, the one hitter quitter. The mirror will still <laughs> always be there. Yeah, yeah to watch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's just a difference between a glance or two, um, and like you know, actually interrupting the person's uh, you know workout or making them feel over like uncomfortable. You know, yeah. But there is a thing, though, and you know, we briefly talked about earlier. Is like, you know, everyone should be comfortable wearing what they want to at the gym, but just know that what you wear might uh, instigate more looks than others, and that's just like the fact of the matter. It is. So you know, if I was to wear booty shorts, people are going to probably stare at me. Yeah, or like, or like, how many times, you know, even on a male thing, how many times we see the dude roll in in like full leggings and tights. No shorts oh, over it. Uh, and you're like, oh, It's fuck. too early for this. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and obviously same goes for, like, girls. If your booty cheeks are hanging out. If you got the navigations on. Yeah, if you got the navigations on, people are going to. It's over. You know. <laughs> Jake's trademarked butthole crinkle. Oh. Yeah. Saying you see that butthole crinkle. It's, it's yeah, a little too It's much. all the way up. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so there's a way of going about it. And who, who am I? But. Just it, another old creep. <laughs> yeah. Getting up Let me there. talk to you all about the way. Yeah, he hasn't reached the point of uh, being the naked guy in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be the naked guy in this room. Yeah. I'll just open the blow dryer. Sorry, I didn't yeah. think anybody was out there. Just <laughs> close <here>. the door. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, if for some reason, I mean, it's pretty common sense, you'd think, but if, if you wanted to talk to somebody and get to know them or like, you know, you're like, damn, they're attractive, man yeah. or woman. You would start off by just saying, hey, like, you know, and just casual conversation, not going straight in for the dive. That's any, like, smart person or, like, normal person would do that. I don't mean, I don't even know where I could go with that. It's just, like, be normal. advice at the gym. Be normal. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah, keep it cool, guys. No, the trick is with that, you don't say anything. You don't acknowledge them. And then you go immediately after and follow their Instagram. And like and like their fa- past five posts. You know, I will bum, say, bum, like, bum. I feel like the most successful strategy for, like, yeah, for people at the gym is, yeah, don't acknowledge it. Act like you don't even notice them. Maybe see if you can get a few glances. And then, yeah, Instagram later. Then yeah. they're like, they check out your the page. If they follow back, then you know you're like, all right, you got a foot in the door. And then from there, you can kind of introduce yourself. Be like, oh, like, I think we follow each other on Instagram, yeah. you know? And then they're like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, then you're talking. <laughs> yeah. Next, thing, Next you thing you know, you got three kids, you know? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, the rejection of not getting the follow back. Yeah, then you know, like, okay, give it a week or two. Yeah, I, I got more work to do. Yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is kind of soul-crushing, though, I will say. And then yeah. it's the dejected all right, unfollow. Unfollow. Yeah. It's over. It was never yeah. going to work out. Yeah. I, you know what? It was an, I didn't even want it yeah. anyway. You're not even that odd. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Those leggings are, are just deceiving. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, would you say that intrinsic or extrinsic motivation gets you further in the fitness industry and why? So this is kind of like, I think a better question was like what we were talking about earlier. Because I was listening to an Andy Priscilla podcast and- uh, he was talking a lot with this uh, elite CrossFit Games, um, Tia Claire Toomey, and uh, she was talking about a lot about how they basically have a lot of like negative motivation 
that feeds them um, into just hard work and and success and things like that. And they were basically talking about how like you know a lot of culture and people nowadays, and we've talked about on the podcast even um, of like how a lot of people believe like you should be kind of super positive about you know motivation. You should want to win for interest interest. Jesus Christ, <laughs> intrinsic. Isn't that the word? Intrinsic. Close. Jesus yeah. Christ. For, anyway, Time you to should. Get the AED. <laughs> yeah. Point is, I'm gonna spit out this idea. Basically, you should. Uh, the, the idea in like common culture is you should do it for you or or happy type of uh, reasons and factors and things like that, like your family or or because you know you want success and this and that. But a lot of where I feel like I drive my motivation, what they were talking about in the podcast, is just wanting to prove doubters or people that talk shit wrong and just wanting to kind of just shove it back at them with success and just like work harder so you can just kind of just stomp that into them. So, yeah. And I feel like that's what drives me a lot, um, way more than positive motivation and someone saying like, good job or can't wait to see you crush that goal is like someone talking shit um, because I can't just wait to you know, accomplish that and just shove it right back at him. Yeah. I don't know if y'all, uh, kind of side note, but did y'all ever get the game ball when y'all played baseball? Twice or so, three times. If everybody gets the game ball, then it's not that special. But if you did something to really excel and you get that, like you almost want to put it in a case or something on the shelf. So I feel like it's, it's almost like a hybrid of, you need that extrinsic motivation of the trophy, the show coming up, like mm-hmm. other things like that to keep yourself having that hard date. But for the long term and for the actual action, you need to have the ex- or intrinsic motivation of kind of thinking of yourself as a champion, you know, having those champion habits or other things like that, that is really going to take you to that finish line, basically. I think it starts inside and definitely kind of guides you to the outside um, factors yeah. a lot more. Like, if you're motivated by, like, a product launch, you need to make sure all your ducks are in a row and, like, you've got, you know, good work ethic or, like, the design is good, the, like, promo is good or other things like that that, like, all comes before that big sort of payoff or other things like that, Mm -hmm. too. But I feel like in the context of the fitness industry or something like that, you might have – although that is interesting. Would you consider, like, let's say your goal is to run a marathon – is that an intrinsic goal, though? Like, because that's not really, like, an actual tangible thing. It is for me because I was talking to Maddie about it yesterday. I told her, and I'll put it out there in the in the ether, is um, I was telling her, don't be surprised if one day I tell you I want to do a 100-mile race. Because for me, like, the marathon <clears throat> signifies or feels more for me, it feels this kind of, like, void or like wanting to kind of like push through like suffering and in a way it kind of satisfies me more mentally um it's more of like a mental goal than it is like a physical for me because the thing about running is I feel like it's like a pure kind of will thing where I mean I need a condition in my cardiovascular system and body to run x amount of distance but a lot of what gets me there is just pure mental will because you know if I'm as mentally strong as I can, I I can't necessarily pull more weight. Like, you know, I might be more locked in for a set or something like that. But at least with running, I feel like I really can break it down to simply one foot in front of the other. And even if I'm just like shuffling my feet at some point due to pure fatigue, at least I can just mentally just will myself 
to just keep going for, forward because I feel like, you know, humans, you, you don't really ever push yourself really to like, you know, run to death like a dog or some type of animal like can get to that point where they're just, they'll run to death. So, you know, you, you can trust that your body will shut down before, you know, you'll actually push to that point. Um, but to wrap up that like, you know, question, yeah, I feel like for me, the marathon is like a physical goal, but what it means and what it signifies to me is more of like a mental and a, I'm going to fuck up the word intrinsic. Yeah. Goal. yeah. First time. Boom. Yeah. It is like... interesting in that regard because I feel like it's it's kind of cool, especially in today's day and age, to have something that you want to like suffer through to see that as an accomplishment of like coming out the other end. Because I feel like especially in, you know, modern culture, it's it's just, you know, treat the symptom, treat the symptom. If you have some sort of dissatisfaction or something like that, you go to therapy or you take medication yeah. or something like that. And I think it's really cool to have, you know, if you have some sort of demon or un dissatisfaction or something like that, to really find something that you can be that passionate about to want to, you know, go through something that tests you, that makes you suffer, that you know if you come out the other end what a great and emotional feeling that would be to accomplish, but then have, you know, something else to then set in the horizon again, too. It's almost like um, that one guy you recommended I listened to on the Rob Bailey podcast like a year ago. A photographer? Yeah. yeah. He, he says that he likes to just do these kind of crazy things that he doesn't know what's going to happen, basically, of, you know, we're going to cross-country ski up to this fire lookout and, like, spend the night and then do, like, downhill, you know, skis or something like that to where they don't know what the conditions are like. They don't really know, like, do we have enough supplies because they'll usually take what they have on their back or, like, just some different things like, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to just buy this Craigslist van and take it this this place. And he says that he loves to be a group leader of these kind of uh Ex uh, expeditions or other things like that because it's very like high paced or very stressful while they're going on the the trip or whatever you don't know what the outcome's going to be like you don't know necessarily if you're going to make it back or not like you know there's yeah. always the satellite phone or the guarantee of that but you know you might have to pull out and nobody wants to do that but he's like you know I get such a high once, <laughs> once we finish, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> you know, nobody you, wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah, amen. <laughs> uh, but he's like, I get such a high when we finish and like pull it off. And then every time I think back <laughs> to those trips, like it's such a great memory that it was like stressful or, you know, yeah. uncertain, but it worked out sort of yeah. thing. And so he's always like, I like to plan the next thing. But I think it's pretty interesting to have something that you're so passionate about that like that's like a a pleasure an obstacle like a challenge all rolled into one that you know it's rare to find people or activities that you can really like be that invested in or that you know that passionate about that you want to go through that i, think, I wish that uh, more people and uh had that kind of spirit yeah i think you just need something to like test yourself and it's not like you need something every day or every week or something. I mean, it can be like, you know, a hard leg day. It can be like a hard set Making or it can be, bed. you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be even fitness related, but I feel like, yeah, you need something that just makes you just suffer. Cause it's almost like, you know, how you can't have good without there being bad in the world because otherwise like you wouldn't, you know, decipher the difference, you know, you wouldn't appreciate the good without bad things happening, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so that's what I would say is like you almost need this kind of sense of like suffering and hard hard work um, you know to actually appreciate and have that like that satisfaction when you're done with it that hey I accomplished this you know not everything yeah. can be yeah. enjoyable you and can't life, just be life would be dull dull as yeah. fuck if you aren't like testing yeah and like you said it doesn't have to be a hundred mile run or even a marathon yeah. it, it could be just like a hard leg day or just making it through the day eating the meals that you're supposed to eat yeah. or you know, yeah, whatever that the could fuck be you gotta do exactly. just like making sure yeah. you're trying to one up the day before you know what I was thinking about um I don't know if it was this morning, but when you were talking, it made me think of it. And it might be like an unpopular opinion or thought, but I was just, you know, brainstorming and just, you know, open open dialogue thought. But I was thinking about how, like, you know, I'm a big believer that everyone kind of, you know, it's okay if you, like, start with a personal trainer and such. But I think most people should learn how to basically be their own trainer because I think the long, you know, longevity of, of exercise should be part of your life, you know, for forever. And then so you should really just – Spend the time to, you know, you don't have to be an expert, but know how to structure a program for yourself and, you know, understand your body. And I think it'll just benefit everyone to just spend the time to, you know, to learn and invest in that. And then I was thinking about it, you know, I feel like the same goes for, uh, you know, your your mental health, right? And so I was like, you know, therapists have their place, but I feel like everyone should take the time to get to know themselves, to be alone, to understand, like, why do I act this way? What from my childhood or my past um, has guided me to act this way or think this way or, or have these tendencies and address that and understand yourself better? And I feel like a lot of people don't take the time to really um, to push through uncomfortable ideas or feelings. And so it's kind of like instead of me learning how to work out, I'm just going to put it on a trainer, give half-ass effort, and then you know either ignore the diet or things like that. I'm sure there's an analogy to the mental health at the same way that it's like you never take the time to really understand why you're depressed or or what factors in your life might have led to you, you know, to where you are now. Just an open kind of thought I was thinking about the other day. I feel like you know the same way. I feel like you should invest time into understanding uh, your body and health. You should probably under, you know invest time in understanding your mind, your actions, your behaviors, all yeah. of that. At the end of the day, like nobody's gonna have your best interests at heart except for you. Yeah. And a lot of these processes or journeys are very personal, and uh, it's one of those things that I think that I'm not saying that it's like a a quick uh, fix or something like that. Going to you know seek help or other things like that from somebody, but I do think that if you're in a rut, if you're you know feeling like things aren't going well or that you're going on a downward spiral, that that is an important kind of component of life to figure out how to shift gears. And so I think you kind of have to like sit in that suffering a little bit and let that kind of kickstart you into making the choices that need to change to be able to make your life better. And I don't think that, you know, well, I don't want to like generalize per se, but like getting a prescription or like other things like that to be able to get out of bed in the morning, in my opinion, I feel like that should just be a sign that your body is telling you that, like, you know, something needs to change. Well, it's like you like, said, you're like treating the symptom rather yeah, than the source. Exactly. I was just about to say, like, you're just covering up the symptoms with pills or or this or that without actually addressing, like, you know, the issue at hand. Yeah. yeah. And it takes a while to figure out the get to the heart of that, too. And so sometimes it starts with this a behavior change or, like, you know, change of scenery or maybe you need to, like, 
cut out a lot of things in life and kind of get to the core of the problem. But I think that eventually, like if you kind of keep it in your mind and work through it, yeah, then, uh, You'd be better because of it. Yeah, I don't want to say it's going to sort itself out because it does take a lot of work and time and other things like that. You might but need help. At yeah. least just turning that stone over, you might be surprised in a year from now and a couple years from now how, without realizing it, you've made all these little tiny changes that have really changed you as a person. Whereas, you know, if you just kind of put a Band-Aid on it and keep everything else the same, then you're not real. it's kind of hollow. You're, you're yeah. not really fixing it. Mm-hmm. So. One thing, it's it's kind of crazy if you think about it. With everything in the world, the only thing that you truly can control is your body. Yeah. And what you do, your decisions, your actions, Mind, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shit coming in. Obviously, all of our lives are busy. Everybody's not just our, us three, but everybody's lives, I'm sure, are busy in different ways. But at the end of the day, you know, just taking a, a deep breath and just being like, all right. I can control what I am going to do today, whether mm-hmm. it's take that initial step to get moving in the right direction, eating right, moving my body, learning something new. Um, or you can just let the day, you know, kick you in the dick and you just curl up a, into a ball. And A lot of things I feel like that clamor for your attention, whether it be, you know, a headline or something somebody said or did on and social that's media. You can't control. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like one thing that helps me a lot is realizing that you know, not everything that's a stimulus needs a response. Like not everything needs a reaction from you. Like you might see something and observe something and, you know, you don't even need to necessarily like have a positive or negative thought associated yep. with that. You can just let it Leave roll it. basically. Especially Somebody when it cuts has you off. nothing to do with you. Yeah. Because a lot of people can get, get caught up in headlines and news. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's nothing you kills can me change about it. It's like the people that give a fuck about these celebrities and their relationships. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, my God. That's I don't whole care box of shit. who the Kim Kardashians like yeah. dating or their breakup. It's like it doesn't affect me in the slightest. That and is a very weird and what are they doing mentality, for me? too. What are they doing for me? And it's me? crazy because, I mean, we can talk. It's not like an unpopular like, opinion. People say this shit. But it just really blows my mind. They're like, how many... I mean, it's millions of people that, okay, you want to watch the show, okay, but, like, are truly invested. And, like, can you believe that this happened? They'll talk about it on the radio and this and that. Like, I don't give a fuck. What about yeah. your I life? I don't care about yeah. the royal family or what they're doing yeah. or their opinions on X, Y, or Z. How's your life going? That's yeah. the question you should ask back. Yeah. Oh, what, do you, what, are, what are your stats like? What, yeah. what is your yeah. life looking like? Yeah. That's oh. true. Focus on you. Ain't, ain't a whole lot going on. It's yeah. I don't know. It's weird to think about. I, just the even the fact of like those magazines that you see in the checkout aisle at the I mean, grocery yeah. store, like those are bad. the fact that somebody gets Old a subscription to that stars, that they're just like us. <laughs> they go grocery shopping, <laughs> mm-hmm. they babysit or other things like that. She and slept it's like, with her name or you know the nanny yeah, or yeah. he slept with Arnold. Her nanny. Can you believe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did. I, I, I might have looked into that yeah. one. But. Can you believe that this person I've never met said this to this yeah. person I've never met? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else you got, Griff Dog? Let's see. Let's see. I need to uh, wake up. This drink sucks, by the way. Yeah. As I finished fuck, it. Fuck Mountain Dew. <laughs> fuck Mountain Dew. It's kind of <laughs> fucked up. This will Waste be the last money. one that we'll do. I don't uh, feel good. My gut feels a little weird. Dang. Yeah. Uh, this one's kind of uh, more of a workout <laughs> one. Tips for better squat form. Uh, so two things I'm I would like, say. I had someone ask about bench press, but go on. Um, this is something I learned from Chris Duffin when he did the oh, seminar at dude. the Nut Bash. Um, one thing is 
he would put uh, playing cards under somebody's foot, and then as they're squatting, try to pull out the playing cards, and he would put it under the big toe, the side of the foot, and then the heel. And so the biggest thing is to kind of keep equal pressure through the foot, because that's your ankle, uh, your anchor into the ground. So trying to make sure that you um, kind of think of it like a tripod the whole time through it kind of helps to you know you always think about weight over your heel weight over your heel but really kind of grounding that foot into the floor helps to kind of connect everything else Um, and the other thing I would say is think of from your hip to your shoulder as like a solid block almost so like really kind of bracing everything locking the lats in tightening the glutes tightening the core but then also what helps me is to drive the hip back before you bend the knee too. So kind of keeping that because to keep the straight bar path, you want to make sure that you're not kind of bending the knee, starting to go slightly forward and then coming back from there too. So I I would say also maybe play around with high bar versus low bar and see what works better for you because low bar really helped to uh, make me feel like I was getting more grounded and uh, – like actually moving well into that hole basically. But then I can kind of use that going back into high bar to uh, make that more efficient too. So. Only thing I'd say for squats is, yeah, tripod foot's a big cue I use for myself and my clients. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, just keeping tension across your whole body. I think one thing that I overlook sometimes a lot of people have is like back tightness. So like really squeezing those kind of like, you know, elbows to your side and keeping that back tight. Um, and not only keep the bar more stable, but just more tension in your body, you'll be able to produce more force. I would also say, too, neutral spine is not the same as, like, overly arched, you know, overly yeah. tightened spine. It takes a couple tries, I feel like, to understand that, like, overcorrecting and really, like, driving it back is going to be a detriment rather than just staying neutral but keeping it braced mm-hmm. at the same time, too. I don't really have any good advice. I'm not the best at squatting lately, but for somebody starting off, the only way to get a better squat is by squatting more. Yeah. Keep yeah. those hips loose. Different and different types of squats, you know. You doing true. goblets, front squats, doing leg press. Doing leg press. Squat. Any tips you got for bench press? <laughs> someone said they were struggling with their bench press. I didn't really have anything uh, that came to mind. I don't bench press. Actually, I don't even lift. <laughs> forearm perpendicular to the floor. Yeah. So a lot of times I feel like people grab thumb right on the rough, basically, oh, and tuck yeah. under. And that's just a little too narrow, depending on your body. Um, the other thing I would say is like tucking the shoulder back. This helped me when I first started and I still think of it like every single time, but retracting your scapula by pulling your shoulders up towards the ceiling, back towards the back wall and then back down towards the floor. So kind of visualize that motion when you're on the bench and, uh, you'll kind of be much more anchored in. So, yeah, besides technique, um, one thing that's helped me a lot is incorporating more pressing movements that are uh, kind of assisting the lift. So uh, throwing in a close grip bench throughout your week, um, training the triceps, and also like an overhead press or a shoulder press, um, training that relatively heavy, um, especially like a barbell overhead press. I feel like has transferred over um, pretty well to my barbell bench press. And yeah, finding the right grip um, for you, whether you're stronger through the chest, stronger through the uh, triceps, finding that right kind of elbow path and angles uh, big. You know what? I was thinking about it. One thing that, uh, or a couple things that I have thought about over the past maybe year with my bench, even though I don't bench often, at least flat bench, uh, starting from the feet, 
oh, just yeah. for forever, I would, you know, my first few years in lifting and especially benching, I would never really use my feet or utilize them like I should have. And I'd, they'd just be loose and just wherever the fuck they'd land. And yeah. my hips, I would all, I'd be wiggly or on the mm. bench, you know, not really starting at my feet, locking in, pushing through my glutes, hamstrings tight, nice and contracted. And then going from there, from glutes to my upper back, having my scapula retracted Yeah, it feel back. like a full body movement. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until like I really started like to visualize me starting from the ground at my feet all the way up to the back of my shoulders to where my bench really has gotten stronger or at least felt more strong, you know. So one thing to look into is make sure you're utilizing everything you got with the bench, not just your arms and chest. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. hit the uh, ammonia. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a couple punches to the get face. Wired. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Did you uh, get any questions? Yeah, I did. I just got one. So be a good one. <laughs> uh, this one, which, by the way, I got two things dropped in my questions box, but uh, I'll read off the one of them. So uh, here's the question. What's your go-to karaoke song? So, me. Uh, I don't really do karaoke often, but or if I do it, it's usually a song that I can play on guitar while I sing. So uh, I feel like I only have two that I'm like better at playing than the rest of my songs that I know. And one off the top of my head is Zach Brown Band, Colder Weather. And then the second song would be uh, depends on how the crowd's feeling, whether I start <laughs> off with one or the other. Tough crowd tonight. <laughs> so then I'll drop the second heater, which is uh, Ryan Adams' English Girls. I haven't heard it before, I don't yeah. think. Mm. Not I'll Be? No. It's a little hard to play. Uh, but you know what? On this topic real quick, I heard a song the other day when I was Uber Eats and Uber Eating. Uber Eats? Uber Eat. Uber Eat. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and it was on the radio in the background, and I just heard the bump, and I was like, let me turn that up. And damn, I will be the first to tell you I do not like Phil Collins. Phil Collins fucks. What? Come on. Phil Collins And, and maybe it's because... Tarzan, what song was it? Well, it's maybe because every time I think of Phil Collins, I think of... I can't be Yeah, And that song's horrible. Uh, like, uh, even when it leads horrible. up, like... It's not horrible. It's not... It doesn't You're get me fired up. That. It's yeah. slow. It's overplayed. Anyways, uh, overplayed. this song is called Easy Lover. Mm. Banger, Is like that, straight fire. You can't hurry, love. No, oh, you just have to. Oh no, this no, this thing, totally different this band. thing, yeah. fucking it drops, is. and it's yeah, got that's, a that's, it's got a feature on with some other guy in it. Sounds like Michael Jackson esque, oh. but this thing, like, there's so much emotion and just rawness to it. I feel like when I listen to it, I listen yeah, to it all last brains. night, and uh, like there's something about the drums in it and everything. I can Dang. just I can feel like the guy playing drums. You know, the drums, he's like, the drummer. Is he? Yeah, he's the singer and the drummer. Well, then that's exactly why, because that's where the emotion. Not I all feel the time, like, I don't think. Okay, maybe. Well, I don't know, but in that song, song, fucking play it. Whoever's listening, play it after you listen to this show. Easy Lover, Phil Collins. His daughter's very feature. attractive. Haven't looked at her. We'll check her out after this show. <laughs> yeah, everybody else do as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, go on your phone right now. Um, yeah. but yeah, Easy Easy Lover, check it out. I. I don't know why I got yeah, he that. He gets down. I'd probably fuck with that song. I'd, I'd give it a run on karaoke, even though I don't think I could hit some of the highs he hits. Uh, I would yeah. say uh, Beer for My Horses. I was going to say Beer for My Horses, and too. Yeah. I've done it a few times. <laughs> Works every time. Works every time. <laughs> yeah. I'd say at the gym is really the only time I'll crank up some country tunes and be able to like you know hit every, every uh, word on the lyrics pretty confidently. Yeah. Beer for My Horse is definitely a big one. Uh, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue is always a good go-to. Mm-hmm. Really anything Toby Keith. 
Um, also, uh, Travis Tritt, you know, the old uh, Great Day to Be Alive. Yeah, any non-country? Yeah. Non-country? I mean, any Nickelback song, I could probably nail. For karaoke? Oh, yeah, why not? I'm trying to think. I mean, there's a He's lot drunk of songs. Again. Yeah, it's time <laughs> it's to fight. No, I mean, <laughs> first shit. of all, I'd probably do uh, "How You Remind Me" or something like that. Oh, but, uh, yeah. uh, but have y'all ever done any like? Uh, I know Sticky Rice does like a karaoke night, or like, have y'all ever done it anywhere? As far as one legit karaoke bar, which was done in like Newport News. Yeah, only did one song. It was a country song. Can't tell you what it was, but it was off their little book that they had. And then the other time was at a bar down in North Carolina, and it was a trailer. It was a trailer bar. It's like a single-wide trailer. And they, the coolest thing about this setup in this bar is that they had each instrument. If you wanted to pick it up off the wall, you could. They had an nice. acoustic, electric guitar, a bass, a fiddle, and all this other types of shit. And they Dang, had two Charlie mics. Daniels. Yeah, Yes, so you could go up there, and <laughs> if you wanted to just sing, you could just sing, or you could play and sing. And uh, I did a few songs there. It was a little, little lit, so I don't really nice. remember how it went. But the crowd was making some noise, so yeah. I'll take yeah. it. They might have said, shut the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was uh, Louisiana. Starts playing. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was good. What about y'all? Y'all done it? Uh, I've never th- been to I've a bar. I've done so. Mr. Brightside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which that's Mr. Bryce, <laughs> <laughs> where you had decadence? Yeah, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, was yeah, it gets a little hard. I feel like once you get past the coming out of my cage, and I, and then that's about all I know. And that's when you just you chug the beer and get on the stage <laughs> and let it play. You kind of hold it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Richmond. So yeah. the other thing that was dropped, I'm not gonna say who it is. Maybe it's, it's all fun. It's a little, it's just having a little funsies. Yeah. <laughs> it says, fun. "Sing you in your Christmas suit." Now, how about that birthday suit? <laughs> Hard <laughs> eyes. Well, the one uh, I'm thinking hard eyes of, emoji. I think, deleted their And it was Instagram. from my, well, they dropped it in my questions box, but I did happen to post that Hatfield squat with my oh, shorts up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Tease. Yeah. Yeah, I have no answer for this. This is for you. This is all you. Oh, <laughs> uh, n- no, and no. Thank, no, and thank you, though. Thank you Damn. for the inquiry, but no. Because I'll have to show you all later. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. We'll let that one slide. Yeah. Nice. We'll let that one slide. All right. Dang. Good show. Yeah, that's I it. No, that was fun. Bad drink. Uh, good show. Yeah, right? So we will catch you all next week. Make sure you follow us all in the description below. If you have any questions, make sure you drop it in our questions box every Sunday that we do on our Instagram. Thank you to everyone for sharing the podcast. We got a lot of yeah. feedback. A for lot real. of people listening. Got an audience now, I feel yeah. like. I feel like uh, podcasts, I don't know how they grow and how they work. I assume they, word of mouth, obviously really? word of mouth, yeah. but reviews. Business I don't know if you can drop cards. reviews on like you iTunes can. and stuff like yeah. that, if that might help yeah. bump it up. Yeah. Um, we're trying to climb that thing. You know Coming for you, Joe Rogan. Yeah, watch <laughs> out. Anyways, let us know what you think about the show in the comments below. Tag us. We'll see you all next week. We're out.